Hey guys, welcome to the channel. Welcome to another episode of Mark and Mitch Make a Scientology Film. Hey Mitch. Hey, we're back. We're back. We've got new digs too. It looks like you've got a uh, you've got a new setup there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I covered that on my on my channel yesterday. This this is a uh, I call it the sound blanket fort. It's like a blanket fort, and I I did it to uh, I you know I did it to record my audio book because it's it's actually giving great quality audio recording. So that's what we're doing. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I made a little video about it. It's about 30 seconds long. We could take a look at that later if you want. Okay, perfect. <laughs> kind of reorient because I, I know a lot of these are, you know, there's a few, you know, my three or four subscribers that I still have left. They've already seen it. So, yeah, keep okay. <laughs> well, we're back. And um, for those of you who are new to the series or new to the channel, um, Mitch and I worked at Golden Era Productions. I worked there as a Sea Org member, and Mitch worked there as a professional director that was hired by Scientology. And um, we shot all of Scientology's internal training films. And I yep. actually put a link in the description, or a, a, in the description, I put a full list of all of the films that um, we shot. And um, all of their numbers and their names, so you can kind of keep track of it there. And I've also updated all of the past episodes that we've done to include that full list. So you can kind of see which ones we have covered and which ones we still need to cover. And, um, and the film that we're going to cover today is called, it's a, a technical training film. It's called EM10 PC Indicators. And um, we shot this one at the Int Base. And we shot it at the International Headquarters of Scientology, Golden Air Productions in Gilman Hot Springs, uh, California. And we shot this one, correct me if I'm wrong, we shot this one in the gym, the small studio, right? You are not wrong. Okay. We shot, and, and this film was actually shot, um, I want to say this sh film was shot three different times. It was shot before we ah. shot it, somebody else had Oh, shot okay. It. Then, yeah, then three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really bad version shot before we shot it, <laughs> which as all of the films, I don't think, I want to say that all the films that were shot be before we shot, we redid them in some uh, form or another, whether digitally or just reshooting the entire film. Well, there, <clears throat> there was to be specific, there was of the 26 main films yeah. that you're referring to, seven of them by 1990 when we showed up, seven yeah. of them had not been done. Yeah. So we did them all. Plus we did the seven that they could never get done. That's right. And that yeah. those were due to whatever uh, limitations of the, it was like the star Wars trilogy. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't do those films until the technology was available. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was like I read Steven Spielberg, you know, saying when he was presented with Jurassic park, he said, if you can show me a believable dinosaur, I'll do it. And then they showed it to him and he said, I'll do it. Yeah. So it was kind of like that, that, the technology but you know if they had all the technology in the world they wouldn't have been able to do it they yeah, just that's, that's true as yeah, well. they, so didn't they weren't waiting for the technology they were <laughs> waiting for somebody to come along who knew what the hell they yeah, were doing so. they blamed it on the technology but it really was a skills situation there yeah. uh, <laughs> technical skills as well yeah it was i mean if you go well this is a little bit of an aside, but it's definitely related. It, it wasn't even so much, from my understanding, as the technical skills. Back when Hubbard first started the crew, and he had, you know, he had that little sixteen-year-old camera boy David shooting Miscavige. camera. Yeah, yeah, right. That guy. Yeah, David was <laughs> shooting camera. Um, 
back then, and they were out in La Quinta, and and Hubbard had just come back from Sparks, Nevada, where he like hightailed it because you know the FBI showed up in LA and Washington D.C. So he's like, I'll go to Nevada and hang out. He calls the boys up and McScavige and those guys. He says, Hey, get ready! I'm gonna come. We're gonna make some films. They totally bombed. The films were horrible. So Hubbard decided that it was a spiritual deficit that they had. That he he decided the reason they couldn't make films is they were spiritually broken. Yes. And so and the, so he invented a little thing called superpower. That that's actually how that came it to be. Yeah, and the F the false purpose rundown and yeah, the and, key to life yeah, and yeah. the life orientation course <laughs> yeah. and the purification yeah. rundown. And yeah. most of most of the bottom part of the Scientology bridge to total freedom <laughs> are true. remedies that L. Ron Hubbard was working up. To somehow make it so these people could understand what he wanted in order to shoot these films. That literally, yeah, is no, the, yeah, the, it was the origin story of Golden Era Productions and yeah. the lower part of the Scientology. Yeah, training. they're totally like hooked together, and and he blamed it. At, I don't know a better term than than a spiritual deficit. He just kept trying to, and you know, they spent so many years doing exactly what he said, and you mm-hmm. know, he and you know, he added to a lot of. The, the training, like he did create materials for training people to make films. They spent a couple of decades or at least 15 years doing everything that he said. And it was an abysmal failure. Yeah. And and so then some bright people came along. <laughs> we also should note that of those, a lot of those, all of the films that he personally, L. Ron Hubbard personally directed and shot these films with David Miscavige as his cameraman. We redid those films as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, one, so, one of the last one of the last films to be redone was, you know, the biggest, most important quote unquote one they did. But that's a whole other. We're going to get to all that. We sh- so let's dive into PC indicators. Absolutely. I, I want to just start by saying this was without a doubt the most boring film that we shot in terms of shooting. It was a boring film period, but because it was all on one set and the set was like that background that I used to have. It was just blue. It wasn't, you know turd brown and 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 there was two actors a male and a female and one camera angle that was the whole film i mean it was only 10 minutes long but it was just like now remind me again who we used did we use was this um was this kelly daniels or yeah uh, you know the time that i remember the uh, the two times we did it yeah i remember tate rupert and denise duff that's right denise yeah and if you don't know Denise, she's on TikTok. She doesn't do anything with Scientology. She does skincare and lifestyle and and, and horror and, movies. Yeah, and horror movies. So she doesn't even do much about with the horror movies uh, on social media, unless okay. I guess she's right in the middle of one. Uh, and then if you could also check out her daughter on Instagram. Uh, what is uh, Paris? What is her name on Instagram? She's amazing. She's a model, and I, I she's not in Scientology. If she was. And Osa saw her Instagram. They would be, she, she they would, would freak be, out. They would, yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, I don't even know. I was going to say we could put a link um, in the description, but actually, I'm not going to put a link to. Yeah, because it might be not safe for work material. But um, some of it, yeah, is is quasi safe. I would say quasi safe. Yeah, it yeah, would almost. be at least pushing the boundaries of some people yeah, who yeah. clicked on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, okay, so well, so you're, you're a good Rupert, man for recognizing those boundaries, Mark. I yes, Tate Rupert. Um, Tate Rupert. Oh, somebody say my volume is low. I'll turn it up a little bit here. 
Um, hey, I guess mine's okay though. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, everybody says yours is great. Um, awesome. There you go. It's all good. People, okay, good. I'll, I'll people just comment and then bit. I get excited, but I can hear myself fine and I can hear you fine. So I think. Yeah, and I can hear you fine and I can hear me fine. So perfect. Who, who cares um, about the people at home? Yeah, well, they'll figure it out either way. Yeah. Um, the, the, I'm the, everybody in there is saying it's fine, so we're good. Um, anyway, so we've got Tate Rupert and Denise Duff, and right. we're just literally shooting them against a blank backdrop. And oh, isn't it nicely painted blue? Yeah, backdrop, like a mo- it, what do we call it? A modeled backdrop? A yeah, modeled. modeled yeah, we, yeah, we don't. Yeah, it's like kind of limbo, nowhere. Mottled, painted is what are they? A bunch of painting terms. Scumbled, you know. You yeah, get all these. Just these painted with a sponge, a big sponge. Yeah, basically <laughs> a big sponge. So it has some texture. And then, um, and so then, what? This is based off the, every. Um, so when you're doing um, a counseling session in Scientology, and you're the auditor, you're the counselor, and you're and you're interviewing or you're um, asking questions of the person getting the counselor. That's called a pre-clear. That means they're not yet clear. And so, whenever you're in Scientology and you're getting counseling and you haven't yet made made it to clear, you're called a pre-clear. And then once you become clear, you're called a pre-OT. And that's sort of how they they refer to people within Scientology within the Scientology right. uh, matrix, and right. <laughs> and this film is called PC Indicators, and this film is based off of an uh, a Hubbard bulletin that's called PC Indicators, and every single indicator is listed in that bulletin, and so that is what we're that's what we we shot in the film is the person. Right. Acting out that indicator, so yeah, yeah, how, how, yeah, yeah. We'll bring it up in a second. Yeah, go okay. ahead, and bring it up. How many were there? I don't remember offhand. How many indicators? Yeah, like because each yeah. indicator would have been a shot in the film. Yeah. Let me just pull it up here. If I get my favorite, yeah, anyway, my, my everybody has um, their favorite. So bad indicators. Oh yeah. So there's good indicators and there's right. bad indicators. And this is this bulletin is. Uh, you can see this is there's a lot of verbiage in uh, in right. Hubbard bulletins. These are just all the references that this is based on from L. Ron Hubbard. And then you can say he he does indicators, definition and use to direct attention to point or point out, show and an indicator, a person or thing that indicates. And then it says an indicator is a condition or circumstance arising in a session or before or after it, for that matter, which indicates whether the session or case is running well or badly. It is something one observes. And then it has a list of all of these bad indicators. Right. And it looks now, let like. Me, let me just, I'm sorry. Let me just, before you leave that first part. Yeah, there are a couple of a couple of things I, I I'd like to say. The, the, there's a the word obnosis is in there, right? Yeah, it's right here. It's right. I'd like to share that second. word with the general Perfect. public. Perfect. It's, it's one of the kind of ridiculous bits of nomenclature that gets made up by L. Ron Hubbard as a way of sort of being scientific and sort of suggesting that his technology is, is so significant that he had to make up words to encompass it. And they're just kind of word salad kind of things. 
So yeah. I think there's a definition there, isn't there? Yeah, it says hypnosis means observing the obvious. It is something you do with your eyes and your meter. Indicators are used to program the case. Good indicators mean keep it going. Bad indicators mean correction must be done. You have to be able to see them, know what they are, and write them down in the worksheets when they occur. So Yeah, but in either case, they also mean the guy's going to be spending more money. Yeah, yes. Keep it going means get more money. Bad indicators uh, means he needs to something else, pay for something else to make it go yeah. better and then yeah. pay more money again when it goes better. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. It looks like there's about 40, oh no, 50 bad indicators. Wow. And there's 29 good indicators. So, wow. so we, we, we did 79 separate scenarios. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was going to say. Perfect. Yeah. We uh, l- literally had to shoot this list for each one, each thing of, and I don't think we did, I think we did, um, some with the female actress and then some with the male actor. Yeah, in the script. Now, remember, Hubbard turned this into a script, right? And so yeah. in the script, he indicated which was male and which was female. And I, That's right. I, I, there's, you know, I, I don't have, no, nobody has the script. We don't have the film, but there's definitely some gender bias. Like you can <laughs> yes. kind of tell, like he didn't want people saying, well, these are female good indicator, but whatever. He didn't want them. He didn't want to gender them, but you could tell the way he distributed them that he definitely had some gender bias. Cause you know, remember when he wrote in new slant on life, he wrote that a culture where women are not, are doing anything other than supporting a man and having children to take care of the home is on its way out. So we kind of know that that was his attitude about women. Yeah. And, and it was reflected in the distribution across genders of these indicators. Yeah. That was another thing I was thinking about. We had, we covered that a bit on the film where the girl Ms. was always yeah, 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 yeah. accidents. Yeah, Hubbard yeah. had really pigeonholed, um, you know, that in these films. And there were even things that he said in the films that might have been happening in the 70s in regards to Scientology. But as we were producing these films in the 90s and the, the, the 2000s, those situations and that sort of view on things weren't the case anymore. No. And every once in a while, rest. we had to edit the dialogue to kind of, yeah. Kind of yeah. get around that. Yeah, because it was embarrassing. On a number of different, do you remember? Also, we had to, we had to what's called method nine word clear oh. these bullet, these bulletins and back and back up to the list of references. Yeah, we also had to M nine every single one of those. Yeah, whenever we did a film, we'd have to do um, we'd have to read these documents and read the script that we were going to shoot, and if we stumbled or hesitated while reading them. Then we had to look up a word in a dictionary and then go back and then reread that section. And sometimes um, in order to start shooting, everyone had – there was a checklist. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we had a checklist. Yeah, it was yeah. called the pre-production checklist right. that was written by L. Ron Hubbard. And this thing was right. miles and miles long. And you had to check off all these individual things that had to be done before you could start shooting the film. There was 120 things on there. Yeah. 120, 120 steps. Yeah. And some of those steps could take a month. <laughs> yeah. Build sets. <laughs> yes. like. But the other thing is that um, 
we'd have to do if there was if it, because these films were a model of how Scientology would react or view certain things in in counseling or in training to be a Scientologist, they had to be exactly per these references. And um, and L. Ron Hubbard had the idea that if the sound guy who's uh, got the boom mic, if he had read and M9 word cleared all these things, then he'd be able to get the sound that would be representative of the exact technology. It was ridiculous. Um, but um, anyway, um, somebody said, I, I just wanted to s- s- bring this up. Somebody said, Purple Groovy 69 said, question, Mark and Mitch, who do you think filled your positions when you guys left? No one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I did, I, I trained a guy for seven years and he, he took it, but yeah. But, yeah, it, but it, he's it, not, it, he's not you. So no. no, he's not, he's doing what I trained him to do. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, we, but I do, 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 hold on. Do you remember Mark, the last few guys who hadn't finished their M9s and they are holding up the entire shoot. And they would literally go to the course room and they would just, that's all they would do all day and all night yeah, until they finished yeah. going through all these. And I did, I was picking on the sound guy, but he was the slowest of the Scientology studiers of the crew. Right. So he just could, he just could not digest all the, the nonsense from Hubbard and it would take him forever to understand what he was reading. And so a lot of times we would, when we would get close to shooting the film, we would just like a week before we would just send him and say, you got to go because you're not going to finish by the time we're done. And it was him. It was, it was uh, the sound guy. And then one of the gaffers, the, the the gaffer with the fro was also a little slow on the take on Uh, digesting the Scientology nonsense. So there was a few guys. Can I make a confession? Yeah. Okay. So, the way that I did these yeah. is I would, and this always worked, I would take a pad of paper and I'd say to the person that was emanating me, I'd say, look, I have to, you, 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 we all have nine is the very first thing you did. Yeah. One of the things I had to do was I had to write a director's interpretation. Yes. I, I didn't mind doing it all. It was kind of a nuisance, but I didn't mind doing it. And, and so I would put a piece of paper and I take a pencil and while I am nine, I, the person I would tell the person doing the M nine, like I'm going to stop and I'm going to make notes because I'm going to think of these things as I'm reading this, and if I don't stop and make the notes, I will forget them and they'll never make it in the film. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, oh!" So every time I felt like I was going to, I'd go. You had to get I'd out of jail thought, free card for the yeah. M9. I would just make a I make a note. I go, "Okay, I'm ready." And then you know, if I thought I was going to yawn or whatever, I'd like. You know, make anyway. So yeah, I I did that. If if, if, if ethics uh, gold is watching, you can write a shit on me for that. But I yeah. cheated all all my end minds. You should burn those films. <laughs> yeah, I think that when I I don't actually remember doing M nines. I was fast flow. Yeah, it was too painful. You yeah, because you knew this stuff didn't make any sense probably. And once you understand that it doesn't make sense, you get through it really fast. Yeah, I think at a certain point. I either wasn't M9ing them because I was fast flow yeah. or I was just saying, yeah, I M9'd it. And then I would just. List- oh, yeah. No, you must have been doing that because you didn't. Fast flow didn't get you out of an M9 on a time. Yeah, I don't remember. That was, and, yeah, that was. And or maybe again, I'm pretty decent at reading. And I've also been reading all these spy files and I've been yeah. reading documents yeah. in these videos. I'm pretty good at just reading, even if it's 
gobbledygook. But even some of these spy files, they 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 transpose a letter or a word, or there's a not yeah. there's a something missing, yeah. and I just read. I just my brain just you know the thing where if there's enough of the letters there, uh, you'll your brain will figure yeah, it out. Yeah, just yeah, read it right. Absolutely. So, um, do it's we want to read an IQ that's higher than? Well, room temperature. It or just being re- being so used to the nonsense that you get, you yeah, get a, you get a exactly. kind of feel for how it's going to come out. Yeah, um, do sure. we want to read all these different indicators? Yeah, I, think I think we should. I mean, uh, one thing I want to say about this is that yeah. this very much represents what you know. If Scientology is one thing, it's judgmental. It is so full of judgment about everything and everybody, and there's only a couple of authorities. You know, there's. Right. I mean, there's L. Ron Hubbard and David Miscavige. They, they, you know, they they are the two authorities uh, on everything. One sort of, you know, uh, as a conduit to the other. And then it has its own just ever constantly flowing PS going on. And so everything is then held up against that standard for judgmental reasons. And these indicators are very much a way of judging another person. They're very much a way of saying that the person training to be an auditor, they, their judgment doesn't count and their observation doesn't count. Their instincts don't count. All that counts is what's on this page. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy. That yeah, it's wild. So, um, so it says bad indicators. Now, it says at the beginning of each one of these, it has, a, a, it has in capital – a, a certain thing. And this one, it says chart of human evaluation. So it's just referencing where you would, um, where you, yeah, would, what bullshit, this bullshit came from. That's exactly right. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and also if there's a place where that bullshit would be located, if not in that place. So it says chart of human evaluation here, yeah. then it yeah. says worksheets, miscellaneous reports. So it kind of sources yeah. different ways that you would, you would, um, be able to see these indicators. Right. Like we didn't make this up here. We made it up over here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is just referencing other bullshit in other yeah, places. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the, you know, the chart of human bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the chart of human evaluation stuff is amazing because that thing is, that's the scientific basis of all the BS in Scientology. Yeah. Uh, of the anti, you know, the the homophobia, the racism, the the sort of all, all the kinds of rationale for why things are good or why they're bad is all contained in the chart of human evaluation. So then, basing indicators, people's indicators on that is is pretty precious. So, yeah. Okay, so let's do the bad indicators. So it says yeah. one. I'm not going to read the beginning part because that's just, no, 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 no. Repetitive. Just read it because the second part is the VO. Like PC not moving up the bridge. That's right. right. PC that not would, moving that, up. The, I, I think we shot that on the on on the org. It was just the chart, the the bridge, right? The, the chart, yes. Right? Uh, we just shot the. It just nothing like an arrow, and then it never moved. Something yeah. really dumb. A dumb graphic grip. Yeah, because <laughs> how do you show that PC yeah. not? Going up? I guess you could show the cash register not. Opening. (laughs) No checkbook opening up. Yeah. So, yeah. So it says bad indicators. One, PC not moving up the tone scale in an intensive or during a program. So that would just mean that the PC is getting auditing, but the PC is not coming up tone. And we've covered the tone scale in other documents. It goes from body death all the way up to 
exil- uh, ex- serenity of being serenity this. of beingness, yeah. and and then there's everything in between there: victim, body, whatever death. that is. Yeah. Sorry, Vic- about victim. Victim is is right above body death, like it's one right. t- notch above body death. That's what if you're a victim in Scientology, they consider you to be almost dead. That's where it is on this scale of terminals. yeah, yeah. Because in Scientology, death there's the death of the body, and then there's there's a state of being which they refer to as death. So when death on the tone scale is that's what that is. So if you're not moving on the tone scale, for example, you know, if you were gay and you continue to be gay, that because you're supposed to not be gay anymore as you move up the tone scale. So you would definitely, uh, you definitely fall into that. Yeah. They like don't, they don't not pray. moving up the tone scale. Gay. Yeah. You know, they, they could pray to get the gay away in Scientology. You pay to get the yeah, gay away. Pay to get the gay away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one just an R missing and you're good. Yeah. That's a bumper sticker, Mark. Yes. Yeah. Pay the gay away in Scientology. Pay the gay away. Um, number two, PC's chronic tone unchanging despite one or more intensives. Oh, and an, an intensive is a block of twelve and a half hours of counseling. Which nobody can explain why is that. Um, I think it's because there's if you get if you do um, counseling two and a half hours a day, you can get five of those in twelve and a half hours. So it's, oh, a, okay. it's a week of two yeah, and a half hours. But why two and a half hour? I mean, you know what I mean. It's just like, it's Scientology, man. Don't try to make sense of it. Um, well, it sounds really precise, and I think you can then say <laughs> it feels like there's some science behind it. Because yeah, it's just it's yeah, two point five hours. Yeah, two point five hours times five. Yeah. Um, three. PC's chronic tone dropping despite intensives. So if your tone goes, doesn't raise, that's a bad indicator. If it doesn't raise after hours and hours of auditing, that's a bad indicator. And if it goes down, that's also a bad indicator. So what would be an example of a chronic tone? That would be the guy that walks in every day and you say hi to him and he goes, ah. Yeah. He just does that every day. Boredom. Yeah. 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 He walks in, and if he walks in for session, I guess more than a few weeks, and he goes, eh, and then they go, oh, bad indicator. Yeah. Um, four, PCs not wanting more auditing. Now, this is, a, this is a good one. So if you do Scientology counseling, and you're like, it's great, I loved it, it's wonderful, thank you. At the end, you have to write a success story. If you write a success story, you you say, I love this. This was great. I loved it. I, I can't believe I figured all this stuff out. Um, I'm much happier now that I'm done with this. If you do that, but then they say, okay, we want to get you onto your next auditing. And you say, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to do any more auditing. Then they're like, oh, bad indicator. And so then you go into a whole nother channel of people that have to handle you to sign you up for more auditing. Okay, five, PC protesting another session. So that's very similar to the, the last one. If you don't want auditing, then doing another session is also a form of, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I did that once when I was a kid. At um, I was a, a, a student that was getting, uh, I was doing Scientology training and there was another student who needed somebody to audit and that person audited me and I was like 11 or 12 or something like that. And it went horribly wrong and I got really sick 
And, um, and whatever happened, they, they, uh, my synapses has got all crossed up. And so <laughs> I told them I'm not doing this anymore. And because I was sick and I didn't like it that, um, in Scientology, if someone gets a session and it goes badly, if that person doesn't go back in session and it goes well within 24 hours, all of the people that are involved in the counseling for that organization, they lose all of their statistics for a block of time. And and it's a big deal. And it's called a red tag. And you have a folder in Scientology, which all the worksheets from your counseling goes into. They write all this down. All the counseling sessions are written. Uh, notes are taken. And they also now they just record them digitally, audio and video. So I don't know how that where they put that. But either way... Um, they um, they lose all their um, statistics if it, if that goes bad, and it is a very very big deal. So um, and you get a red tag on your folder, um, and as, if there's a folder with a red tag in it, everyone in that whole place is like, we got to figure this one out. We got to get this guy back in. And I I um I kind of like ran away for the day after I was done with the auditing. I was like, I'm out. I'm just going to like roam the streets of Hollywood and uh, hang out on the boulevard. And they sent people driving all over Hollywood to find me. And somebody actually drove up to wherever I was. They found me and they brought me back to the org so that I could go in session and get it fixed. Yeah. You could be, you could be on your way to the most important life event of your life. But if you're, they have a term for it. If you're red tagged, like, Hey, no, you're red tagged. You're not going anywhere. You're red tagged. Yeah. This was supposed to take precedence over all of your existence. Yeah, it is really that way. Yeah. Um, six, PC looking worse after session. So a lot of these are very self, self-explanatory. Yeah, and they're also subjective. We could just kind of blow through the, those really silly ones. Yeah. But, but you know, that, that's somebody's opinion. Well, it says exam reports and obnosis. So if somebody obnosis, looks at you yeah. and they say, oh, he looks worse, then um, they could write that down and then pff, you're there. They're back in. Yeah, back you're, in. you could be red tagged and uh, you could, you know, miss miss whatever the, the yeah. birth of your child. It just doesn't. Well, not in this year, but it's also very, very funny to look at these as somebody who they're trying to get back into Scientology or yeah. if they're trying to get that person in. These are all bad indicators and they will tell the person, hey, listen, um, you haven't been on you haven't been in session for a few months. That's a bad indicator. They'll tell yeah. you that that's a bad indicator. And that's yeah. sort of that's sort of a cue to be like, hey. You're about um, to get a sec check. Yeah, this is about to get <laughs> yeah. much worse before yeah. it gets better. You better yeah. play ball, otherwise we might have to go hard here. Yeah. Um, okay, PC doesn't seem to have time to get audited. Um, a, PC not able to locate incidents easily. So now this is mm. key because a lot of times they're asking you questions. They could have been last week or last year or tens of years ago. It could be 12 million years ago. So if you're not able to locate that incident, that's a bad indicator. Um, nine, PC less certain about things than he or she was formerly. That's also very subjective. I don't even know how you get Yeah, that. yeah. 10, PC not doing as well in life as he, she was. Again, like you, if you lose your job, that's a bad indicator. If oh, yeah. You Big time. Crash yeah. your car, that, that's a bad yeah. indicator. And you're probably also connected to a suppressive person and you're a potential sure. trouble source, PTS. 
Um, it, it's almost like anything that happens in life, in your life, outside of Scientology, is going to adversely affect you inside. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how well you handle it. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, the real test is how how well you handle it. And sometimes you're not going to handle it in a week. Sometimes it might take two weeks. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter. Going because, yeah, because your your story, your your narrative, your own personal narrative, it's not yours anymore. It's being written by this organization. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah, but really. literally, this, this is now your narrative. This is now your red tag. You're this. You're that. It's that. That's why this is so reflective of the of the evaluation. Yeah, you know, because that's what you know. It, it's just of the judgmentation. I I meant it's such a judgmental uh, scene that it's just it's amazing. You know, it's like yeah, and this is sort of a. Not only is it this is for this is really for internal um, Scientology staff members or Sea Org members, but yeah. this but this is sort of like a roadmap for the people the the uh, the civilian Scientologists that are paying um, yeah. for counseling or paying for training. They all know what about this list, and they are well, yeah. And it's kind of grooved into you. Yeah, no, and people, even if they don't do auditor training, I mean, everybody, remember, Mark, everybody's supposed to do auditor training. Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning of every check sheet, it says, uh, what is it? I'll bet you Claire would remember that by heart because she did a lot of training. Yeah. Uh, where it says at the beginning of the check sheet, it says that the, the, you know, the data in this check sheet contains vital information for becoming an auditor and doing well in life. That's right. So it, it's something like that. So it was like, well, I'm never planning on auditing anybody. That's not an excuse. You sort yeah. of needed to know this. And it, and it had so much status. I mean, Scientology, like, let's just make a list. Judgmental and status-based. Okay, it's just like out of this world. But it's yeah. a, all of this training or statuses. But yeah, the public definitely knew this. Yeah. You know what film I just remembered? I really love to get a hold of. It's not one of the tech films, but it's, yeah. it's called um, Advice to Persons Being Audited. Yes. And it stars Michael D. Roberts. Uh, we might have remade it with a narrator, but Michael comes out and he says, so you're going to get some auditing. Yeah. And then he he says all the things you're going to do and you need to do. And you, yeah. he and you don't really gives know. You, uh, he gives you a heads yeah. up. These are the things that are going to happen. You better yeah, be you're ready gonna need to, You're going to need to get some sleep. He's really nice. You're yes. going to need to get some sleep, and you're going to need this, and you're going to need keep life calm and all this kind of stuff. You don't really realize it. I mean, it, it took me, like, maybe not as long as some people, but a long, you know, time to pull my head out of the, the a-hole of Scientology. And, and you this these ways that you're drawn in and indoctrinated, because, you know, you come to believe that the case supervisor has your best interest at heart, yeah. and everything that's being done is being done because – it's the best thing for you. And so you, now you're being given this advice. It's an amazing, um, you know, uh, indoctrination machine. And, and and you and I really helped enable it, which is why we're here today. Right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I was, um, I was making cassettes and uh, videotapes yeah, before yeah. I came over to this. So yeah, I, just yeah. no, kinda, I, I remember, I just kind of yeah. jumped the line. I went from the, the packaging <laughs> yeah, them to the making them. And then I actually yeah. jumped again to the prepping them. And, yeah. and then eventually I was, I got it sucked up all of it, making them, producing them. I got the whole shebang by the end. Yeah. But, you um, were, that's right. You were wrapping sausage. Then you were making sausage. 
Yeah, I, and then I was, and then in the very end, I was making the systems that everything that I had been making for yeah, the past the 14 well, years, yeah. um, what they played on in the organization. So I kind of, uh, I kind of went full circle there in the, in the, you know, in this, I, uh, this whole chain of events. Yeah. You know, I got a, uh, a set of, uh, 5.1, uh, PMC speakers in my living room. You do, you still do right now? Oh yeah, with the Bryston amps or the um, no no no. I have, have the, well, I have a the subwoofer that has a. I said whooper subwoofer that, that has the amp <laughs> uh, built in. Yeah, that has the hundred watt Bryston amp built in. It's like the best yeah. subwoofer in oh, the world. You no, they gave me. I mean, I got a discount from systems when they. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're great. They're fucking great. I mean, I do love those PMCs with the built in Bryston backpacks. <laughs> yeah, they're like amazing. I couldn't afford Bryston amps because they're like insanely expensive. They are. I mean, they they use in the studios. You remember, Mark? We the use them in all of the organizations. Yeah, but those the, amps it, are like I want to say that the like the kind of the amp that we would use all the time is thirty five hundred bucks. It's yeah, an, they're expensive. handmade in in Canada. The <laughs> speakers are made in England. They have these studio monitors in the studio that they use to mix the films we made. Yeah, uh, they'd have a pair of those for the front left and right. Yeah, eighty four thousand dollars a piece. I just looked them up because I was <laughs> well. We curious. also had PMC speakers in all the film rooms in everywhere. All the yeah, the system I have in my. The speakers I have in my living room are the ones in all the, the theaters. I, yeah, the, it, it's crazy because, the amount yeah, of and Miscavige and, wouldn't. He would go to the ends of the world to do this shit, but he wouldn't pay people crap. Yeah, we and would spend thirty five hundred, thirty five hundred dollars for one amplifier. There might be twenty of those in one organization. Yeah, and that's how much a yeah. if a Seorg member got paid every week they get about 3500 bucks a year. So that gives you an example yeah. of what yeah. they're willing to spend money on and what they're not. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's get back to the list. Um, PC, no, da, 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 da. PC, less certain, da, da, da. PC, oh gosh. Oh, 11. PC's semantics, is it, so, oh, somatics. PC's somatics yeah. don't seem to blow or erase. Ooh. Somatics is just like if you're you always have a pain in your back or your stomach always. Yeah. Soma from the Greek word meaning pain. So um okay. Um peace uh twelve PC and ethics trouble after last auditing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, PC seen walking out of a strip bar after his last auditing session. Or this is another good one. Time. If a PC has bad indicators and the auditor doesn't resolve it, it's all, it falls on the auditor that that mm. happened. Absolutely. So um, I pretty much have all of these indicators that we've gone through so far when I was working in Scientology and Tom Cruise was my auditor, but he yeah. never got lit up once. <laughs> no, no, he's, no, he's not. A, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be audited by Tom. 13. PC I wouldn't want to be audited by anybody, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this one. Oh, PT. I thought it said protecting PC protesting auditing actions. So that means if you do end up in session and then in the session, they want to do something like maybe ask you about what you've been up to. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that. That's a bad indicator. Yeah. 14 PC wandering all over the track, unable to stay with an incident to handle. So the track is sort of, if you just think of it as a timeline of, of your entire existence for right. how many ever millions of years, if you're in session and you're bouncing all over the time track, then um, that's not good. That means. Yeah. You're or, 
Yeah, or if you're saying a lot, you know, this one time at band camp, yeah. and you're kind of saying that like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, the other is like, oh my God. We you don't know, need you're... this one time at band camp. <laughs> okay, 15, PC Miss Emotional at session end. Miss Emotional is just any emotion besides happy. If you're crying or you're mad or you're angry. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get really specific, it's it basically means an emotion that's inappropriate for the situation. There you go. Like like somebody falls down and like you know stabs himself with a fork and you break into <laughs> laughter. Yeah, that would be. That <laughs> you would did be, it. You laughed, and I just suggested it. Miss emotion. You laughed. <laughs> well, yeah, because and, it was funny. Yeah. Um, PC demanding unusual solutions. Yeah. So that could be like, well, if I'm if 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 I'm going to go in session tomorrow, then then you better have um, the room all warmed up and ready to go, and and I don't yeah. want to have to park. I want somebody to get save a spot for me, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, that would count. Also, like. I realize I'm clear and I need to start OT3 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're both extremes. I mean, either one would, and people like they show up, they're like that. I'm like, look, I realize I'm L, I realize I'm L Ron Hubbard and you're doing this wrong. Yeah. You know, oh so my God. The amount of times that stuff. people get in counseling would be like <laughs> 100% certain what the next thing that they need to do is. It's like, yeah. this whole thing's made up. Nobody could know what your next thing is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Okay, 17, PC trying to explain condition to auditor or others, either verbally or by writing notes. Okay, so if they say, listen, you're in trouble because you did X, Y, Z, and then you start writing big, long uh, verbiage letters and notes and stuff to them saying, no, what happened was, you know, on Tuesday, I met up with my ex-girlfriend and try to explain it outside of the session. They're, they're, they don't want to hear about any of that. If you no. want to, if we want to have a conversation, we need to be on the clock. You need to pay and this all needs to be like a f official. We can't just be getting um, notes from you. Um, but, 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 do 18 PC continuing to comp complain of somatics after they have been run. So mm -hmm. if you dealt with the stomach pain and then two weeks later, the stomach pain still there, that would be something. Um, and I just realized I am going to burn through these because there's 50 yeah. of these things. Yeah. No, there's actually what total 70. Yeah. There's 50 of the bad ones. Then we got 20 of the yeah. bad ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just, just, let's pick up the interesting ones. Okay, good. So PC self auditing after session. That just means if they're asking themselves dumb questions, PC dependence on medicine, not lessening <gasps> PC dependence on medicine, not lessening. This is a big one because yeah. they say yeah. we don't tell yeah. people not to go to the doctor. We, yeah. we, we, if someone is sick, they should go to the doctor. It says right here, a bad indicator. PC dependence on medicine, not lessening. Yeah, so, so if you're taking some kind of medication and, yeah. and it's not lessening, then that's a bad indicator because they're never going to promise you that it will lessen. Yeah. But to take it as a bad indicator if it doesn't. And, and and you'll have to get more, sign up for more auditing for that. So yeah. this, like, this is like a, it's the most complex three card Monty one could possibly imagine. Yeah. Well, even Tori Chrisman, uh, she's an ex-Scientologist that spoke out. Right. She was taking medication for um, seizures. Epilepsy. Yeah. yeah. She was taking anti-seizure medicine. Yeah. And they wanted her to stop. And if she stopped, she'd have seizure, seizures and then possibly um, pass away. So yeah. how do you how do you lessen that medicine if you need to take it for the rest of your life? It's just, it doesn't, it, the Scientology is not compatible with the real world. 
Um, okay, PC continuing other practices, yoga, um, witchcraft, know, witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Astrology. No, that's a big one. Astrology. Yes. Like astrology is has many levels that that people. Uh, expose themselves to astrology one of them it's very popular is entertainment because people love this kind of they go oh my you know my look at my horoscope today and i said I'm yeah. gonna love, they love it for entertainment but boy when you're in scientology and you see the horoscope like you're auditing and, and you're reading the paper and you see the horoscope you don't look at it yeah you don't even in scientology if you go up to somebody and be like oh i'm a leo oh you're a taurus oh. you're like oh you're gonna get hauled off like we don't oh, uh, yeah no 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 yeah that, yeah if you're relating your life to these other kinds of things you're actually relating your life to it you're like what the hell's wrong with you man yeah we're Not giving you the truth and you're like looking at like the the you know it was astrology what the hell yeah, not a good, not a good look in Scientology. No. Um, Twenty-two skin tone dome. By the way, Mark, what's that? I'm a Libra. You're aren't you a, a you're a Leo? Taurus. Taurus. I'm right on the cusp, but yeah. I'm a Taurus. Yeah, I get along pretty well with Tauruses. So yeah, it's we'll, all we'll be good. Yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> just uh, just stay out of my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't unbalance myself. And we can't get any Sagittariuses, or I don't know. Oh uh, no, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, PC uh, uh, skin tone dull, eyes dull, PC lethargic, PC not becoming more cheerful under auditing. Now, now I'm getting excited, Mark, because these were actually like we got to do a close up on the eyes. Yes, this was like a big day because wow, we're moving the camera. Like, yeah. That was really tough to shoot, like eyes dull, like. It's just like it was. And there's a lot of these that are even subjective to this day. You would watch it. And if you watched, if you watched the shots that we shot, you'd be like, okay, okay. And then you'd be like, yeah, I didn't get that one. That one was yeah. a little, yeah. that one well, was a little far out. They, you, was a you will get it. You will get it because if every, you keep being sent to cramming and you have to restudy stuff and eventually you're going to go, oh yeah, I see it. Yeah. You know, and also that's another thing when you're doing your auditor training, then you have to watch these films repetitively. You, I mean, you could watch this film. Um, you could have this PC indicators film. There's two films. There's a PC indicators film where they explain it all. Right. And right. then there's another one where they show the shots that we shot, but they don't say what the indicator is. You're supposed to yell it out at the screen yeah. and, and then they mix them up in, in a random order. And if right. you, and everyone's supposed to yell them out. So if you yell out the wrong one, then everybody knows, Oh, this guy's got to watch the film yeah. again. This guy's got to come back a few more times. Yeah, no, totally. I, I wonder, uh, you know, because I would go occasionally, I go to different uh, churches and when I traveled or whatever for work or whatever, and you go in and people were there and they knew who I was and what that I did the films and they'd yell catchphrases at you. You know, we've talked about this before, yes. right? Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think if there were any catchphrases from this film. There's got to be one. We might hit it. When we read it, we might, yeah, we might yeah. spark uh, remembering it. Um, 25, PC not becoming more cheerful under auditing. 26, PC wanting special auditing. 27, no tone arm action on running incidents or getting audited. Okay, so this one I have to explain a little bit. On the meter, the main, um, the main dial that you use to move the meter back and forth is called the tone arm. And each time you move it, 
in a certain in a certain direction when you're bringing it down it has a counter and it counts right. up what's called the tone arm action yeah it and counts so, movement to the left but not to the right that's right so the the idea is that the incidents and these things that you're doing the counseling on they have charge <laughs> They have a, an electrical charge associated with them. Right. And each time you bring the tone arm down, you're, you're reducing charge. And that's your way of monetizing or, or, or calculating Monitoring. how yeah. much monetizing. That's funny. You said monetizing because it's totally true. That's the way you monetize the session is if yeah, how much tone arm action you get, how much that total. And there's a little digital readout. And at the end of the yeah. session, you go, okay, you write down all the, the, the statistics and then you go tone arm action. And it's like 12.2. And that it just needs to be something. If you don't have any of that, then that means you didn't do anything. So that's a bad thing. So yeah. And, and auditor is going to get trouble for that. Yes. Not being able to get it to move because they're yep. supposed to be able to do it. Okay. 28 PC. Well, I, I do remember, I, I, I do remember a catchphrase, not from this film, but related <laughs> to everything you just explained. Yes. I, that blows charge. That blow charge. That blows That's charge. from um, Al the Clegg. Africa. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, how to set up a session in E-Meter. Yeah. That yeah, blow yeah. charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. It was a guy from LA. He was like, I think he was in the entertainment industry even. Al Clegg, he wasn't, yeah, he was an actor, but he yeah. had, he was with us. He, he had, I think he played a couple of seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, was, that's right. A, I think it was Kansas City, and then he had a really bad, like a like an ankle injury or something. He couldn't play football anymore, and so he became an actor. And he was a great guy. I mean, he he, was. he, he didn't know how fucked up Scientology was because we didn't know. So. No, I think there was another. His brother or somebody else was also sort Clay, of Scientology Clay. adjacent or involved in something or another. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, twenty-eight PC not cogniting. So cogniting just means when there's a, a preset um, set of things that realizations that you're supposed to come to on in Scientology auditing or counseling, it's already figured out what you need to say in order to finish that level. And usually they call that a cognition of like, oh, I just realized I created my reactive mind. That is the um, cognition that you have to have in order to go clear. So if anybody's getting auditing right now, just say that and you'll be clear. I realized I've been creating my reactive mind and I mocked all this up, then you're clear. Um, So, but if you're not having those cognitions, that's a bad indicator. Um, 29 PC dispersed. 30 PC overwhelmed, 31 PC bored with auditing, 32 PC not available for sessions, 33 PC tired. Oh, might I just say that PC not available for session was an empty chair. Yes, that's one right. of my favorite shots. That's right. We just shot an auditing room with a chair, just nobody in it. Empty. Yeah. <laughs> PC tired. That was also an easy one. We just be like somebody yeah. nodding off. Yeah. Um, 34, PC has attention on auditor. 35, PC not wanting to run process or incident. 36, PC taking drugs or excessive alcohol. PC, oh, that's another thing. Scientology is completely incompatible, incompatible with drinking or doing any kind of drugs. Any kind. Whether it's uh, illegal or legal or prescription or yeah. it doesn't matter if you're taking drugs, you're not supposed to go in session within 24 hours 
I think it is, within 24 hours. They have actually, they have a list. Uh, There's certain things like aspirin, I think is 24 hours. And then some other things are three days. Like they actually have a list. Like it's some scientific thing, but it's not because it's just. If anybody knows where that list is, let us know. We'll check it out. Um, Okay. um, PC not sure auditing works for him, her. 38, PC not handling environment more easily. 39, PC ill after last session. 40, PC critical of auditor or organizations. This is another one. So if the organization messes up and you're critical of it, that's a bad indicator, which is crazy in Scientology because it would literally be like you buying a car off the lot and you drive the car home and the freaking thing dies. It doesn't work. And then you go back to them and you say, hey, this thing's a giant ship box. It just, it just crapped out right when I got home. They go, well, you know, you're just going to have to buy another one. That's what Scientology does. They yeah, have these or the, books. Yeah, yeah, or they'll say, what's your problem? <laughs> what is your problem? They Can you imagine books? taking the car back? and <laughs> They have books that they have made people buy four or five times because they said, oh, that book was messed up. You got to buy the new one. We fixed it. Or that meter was a piece of junk. We made a new one. You got to throw away that old one and buy a new one. And they've done this over the decades. They've done it multiple, multiple times. And if you bought yourself a Mark V meter and then a Mark VI and then a Mark VII and then a Mark Super 7 Quantum and then a Mark VIII, you paid way more than you would have paid for a car. I can guarantee you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, PC Dopey or Boiling Off. Now, yeah, that's, dope, that's just one of the seven dwarves, might I I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> dopey you, in this, dopey, well, I guess dopey means dopey. So if the PC's being dopey, if someone's just a dopey dude, then you're yeah. not Scientology's yeah. doing for you. Yeah. These are the, the seven dwarves of PC indicators. 42, PC not going up to the next grade or level. 43, PC has a dirty needle. Oof. 44, PC gets no reads on the meter or has a stuck needle. 45, despite corrections for false TA, the PC has a chronic high TA. That just means instead of being able to get, there's like a, when I mentioned that tone arm thing that you use to adjust the needle, the dial of the uh, E-meter, if you have a TA range that's in this normal section, which they've said, then that's fine. But if your TA is way, way, way up high, on the far other end of the TA dial, that's not a good thing. Um, despite corrections for false TA, the PC has a chronic high TA. Despite corrections for low TA, PC has a chronic low TA. Um, 47, no FNs. FNs are floating needles. Floating needles indicate the end of a process or an action in Scientology. When you get to a fro- floating needle, you do not continue on um, past that if you don't need to. Like, that's a good place to end off. Everybody's right. happy. There's a, The PC's right. happy. The counselor's happy. <clears throat> let's uh, let's yep. be good there. If you have what's called a floating TA, which the per- your needle is floating so big that you have to use that dial to get the needle back on the dial, but it's still just floating, then that means you're done for the whole session. It's over right then. There's nothing else to do. Um, yeah, you know, one thing about the floating needle, nobody's really figured out what causes that. I mean, it is an actual phenomenon that happens. I've heard some interesting discussion about the, the biofeedback self-hypnosis aspect 
of using this machine counseling yeah. that it creates, and that and there is this potential for a kind of an endorphin flow, like a sudden a sudden burst of endorphin that then would cause this phenomenon. I was just so, going to say it's like a yeah. dopamine endorphin thing, and it, yeah, you get exactly. into a little bit of a loop whenever whenever yeah. I was being audited and I was you know, down a dark alley and I couldn't figure out how to get out of the session. I would just think of front row at this Depeche Mode concert I went to at the Rose. Yeah. Total. That's total endorphin. Get out of jail free card for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I think there's some truth to, to that. It's horrible. I mean, why engage? It's terrible, but it's just like, yeah, don't do any research on this folks. Trust. Yeah. It's just not, it's not necessary. It's just not. Yeah. Um, Okay. We're almost to the end of the bad ones. Um, 48, no change in leader characteristics, 49, no change in exam reports, 50, no change. I love that one. Yeah. I love that one. That was fun to shoot. No change. I love this. There's a note at the end. We just went through 50 of these things. There's a note at the end. There's an additional data on indicators in this other HCOP, ARC, Brake, Smith, Wizzles, where indicators concern Ms. Wizzles. There's like, even there's more. There's a, there's a whole other thing about this. We're definitely not going to do that. Um, Somebody asked what a dirty needle was. A dirty needle just indicates that the PC has withholds or something that they don't want to tell. They're holding it. What does it look like, Mark? I think they they want to know. It goes like this. Yeah, it just kind of has a... It's a little sticky. It's a little kind of moves around and it's just a little like... Yeah, as opposed to a clean needle that just kind of idles nice and cleanly. Now, you know, they didn't do this like... Did you... I, I wasn't subjected to this, but did you guys do like weekly meter checks at Gold? Oh, jeez, dude. We did ugh, for years. We really? Weekly? Like, we I just, mean, daily? Daily? No, we didn't. If you, We only had to get them daily if we were leaving the property. Okay. So like okay. sometimes when we would go on shoots, if we would go on location shoots, the whole shoot crew had to file through the ethics department right. and sit down and get meter checks. And you just, all you do is you just sit down, you pick up the meter, and then somebody goes, okay, thank you. And they just write what your needle reaction is. And if right. you're a dirty needle, then you don't go on the shoot. So we could literally be going to go on a shoot and the chief cameraman can't come because he yeah, has a dirty yeah. needle. Had a dirty needle. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's the end of that. The reason that I asked, I don't remember the guys. I think, no, because I, I don't ever remember that they were like standardly just daily every day. No, but we had I, to get them was, every week. Um, usually on Fridays after the end of the week, you'd go and you get a meter check. Yeah, every yeah I mean, would I, would, I would get them sometimes. The HCO, which is the ethics department, they just go drifting through the castle they just show up, remember, and they'd put somebody, the meter down in the auditing room in the castle, and they just start grabbing people. Hey, come here, meter check, meter yeah, check. That's usually. And, and of course, you're like, you have this F off attitude, and you're like, but you, oh, yeah, I got this new operating system stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to show it. Yeah. But you don't, you don't want to, you know, you don't want it to show up in a, a meter. It could. Because you're pissed because you you have uh, so much stuff to do and you're being yanked away from meter check. So you're like, oh, okay. And you're just nice. You know, when I was working at Scientology Media Productions Group, the HCO there was in the basement of the main building every day after lunch, the entire org would have to file down to the to, to the basement and get meter checks. Maybe it was just on Thursdays right after they turned their staff in. I don't remember. But the reason I bring it up is seeing this long line of Sea Org members 
all trying to keep their headspace in a really good place. Like, Hey, you know, like, so that they could pass this because all you're going to do is you're going to sit down, you're going to pick up the cans, an ethics officer, a meter checker is just going to look at you, just stare at you, not ask you anything. And they're just going to be looking at the meter, looking at you. And if that thing moves the wrong way, you ain't leaving there. Yeah. You might not leave there for weeks. You might end up going through the most horrific interrogations. So seeing these guys lining up, waiting for the meter check, and they're all they just so full of love. It's like, you know, goodness, because they don't want to fall into some mental mood that could be detected on a meter. Anyways, crazy. Let's move on. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Okay, we're good. Um, say something, Mark. Oh, yeah. Just let me just fix my uh, headphones real quick. Sorry about that. Make the yeah, the crackle. Yeah, go there, away, so. there we go. We're good. We're good. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. My my earbuds just died. Fortunately, I had my uh, headphones sitting by. Oh, okay. Good. We're good. Um, yeah, we're good. Okay. Good. So good indicators. One PC willing to talk to the auditor. Two, while in session, peachy, PC interested in own case. PC peachy. PC peachy. Three, yeah. a good read on the breath test shows PC is eating and sleeping well. Four, rudiment what's, session. What's a, what's a breath test? Breath test? That's is, that the, like, is that like, this is a breath test? <gasps> no, I think they're talking about the Can metabolism. you smell your breath, right? They're talking about the metabolism. So when you, do one, your, when you do this, no. you sniff it's no, when you go. Not. Oh right! And right. Take a, a deep test. breath. Hold it. Hold it for a moment, and let it slowly out your mouth. Okay, that's well, right. None of us are ever going to forget this. Yeah. And you're supposed to get a, a movement to the right of two inches. Yeah, or three. I think it was a quarter of a dial or something. I can't remember yeah. what it was. That's pretty good. Okay. Oh, um, am I too loud now? Somebody's saying. I'm no, loud. don't worry. I think you're fine. It's just it literally. Um, we're good. It's re- yeah, okay, good. We're fine. Um, a good read on the breath test shows PC is eating and sleeping well. Four <coughs> rudiments, session to session, easier to get in and stay in. So when you do a session, there's rudiments. There's something they ask you before every session. They ask you, is there, I don't remember the order, but is Do you there have an ARC break? ARC break? Yeah. Do you and have then a, present time problem? Present time problem. And do you have a and missed withhold? Do you have a missed withhold? And when usually... When you first go in session, um, yeah, that gets to be a little tricky because whatever's going on in your life, you got to talk about it um, in the beginning of the session to kind of get over it. And so what happens is people that are going to go in session, they try to block out all the nonsense in their life before they go in session because otherwise they're going to spend their – they're paying money for these sessions. And if you have to talk about all the nonsense that's happening in your life, that could be the whole session. You could spend an hour just doing the rudiments and then after that you're like, I got to go. We're done. So so usually when you're – if you're a Scientologist that's been in for forever – 
when you show up, you're just like, they ask you those three questions and you're just like, yep, we're good to go. Let's keep moving. We yeah. don't, like when you first go in, each one of those things could take 10, 15 minutes. But once you've been there for a while, you just breeze right past those three and you get right into the yeah. meat of it. Yeah. Um, obnosis, uh, five PC, cheerful six needle FNing that floating needle at session start. Um, seven tone arm moving in the range of 3.0 to 2.0. That was what I was telling you before. It needs to be between two and 3.0 is where the tone need, right. tone arm needs to be. Um, eight needle moving easily as PC does the process. Nine blowdowns occur on right items and cognitions. That just means when you when they get something that they were going to to, to, to try to find when they find that thing, there's a a, a, com, com, a considerable amount of tone arm action right. that happens at the same time. Right, and the the item usually refers to. I, we're not going to get too complicated here, but yeah, there's a one of the part of there's an aspect of auditing that's called uh, when you find items on a list, you'll give the list. Like, what's your favorite fruit? And yes. then they'll say, like, you know, uh, you know apples, oranges, cherries, pears. And then, you, you know, and then they'll, what they do is they'll assess that and they'll ask it as a question apples, yeah. pears, cherries. And then they'll find your item because the needle will read. And then it, the, the auditor will indicate your item. The, ind, the author will, the auditor will say, I'd like to indicate that your item is kumquats and you'll, Oh, that blows down. Yes. That, that blows blow charge. <laughs> so anyway, yes. we're going to, we're going to do a, there's a whole film where they teach you to make assessment TRs. Yeah. To make, and to make anything you say a question mm -hmm. it was up at the end. It's a question. How are you today, Mark? How are you today, Mark? How are you? How are you today, Mark? Yeah. But if you say, how are you today, Mark? That's an act. That that that's an accusation. Yes, that's not good. It has to go up at the end, not it can't down. Be a and, statement. It has to be a question. And the read <clears throat> has to happen right at the end when that it goes up. It has to happen yeah. right there. Yeah. It's a very specific point. If if you if yeah, it, goes it has to be an instant and it doesn't yeah. happen right there, then that's not it. It has to yeah. happen right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's a multi-syllable word. It has to happen on the final syllable of the word. Yes. I mean, it really gets broken down into this. It's funny, it's funny they, the things that they really drill down on that are yeah. super, super important, which yeah. probably in the overall scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's all nonsense, folks. No, but I'm telling you, I had to, it took me like 15 minutes, you know, to untrain myself to be, because it, the, the Scientology just—it does a number of things in, in addition to stealing your identity and feeding you a false narrative. But it, it messes with language and it messes with communication while saying it's teaching you to communicate. But, you know, you want to ask somebody like, "Hey, you know where the? Hey, have you seen my car keys?" Like, you don't have to say, "Have you seen my car keys?" Yeah. <laughs> where know? are my keys? Yeah, where exactly? <laughs> so you kind of like got to get that out of your head. It, it, it is it's not a big deal, but. Because you know, I had I wasn't training as an auditor, but making these films, you know, I had to really get absorb a lot of that stuff. So yeah. Like... Okay. Um, here we go. Ten tone arm counter showing normal or better TA for the session. Eleven change of characteristics and meter behavior every few sessions. Uh, Twelve tone arm blows down on cognitions. 13 cognitions and FNs go together. 
floating needles. 14, somatics, somatics vanish in processing. Yeah, Another, and I just want, I want to clarify that one about, about FNs and cognitions happening at the same time. Like if you just say, oh, my God, I realize, blah, 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 and you have this great indicators, this great realization in your needles like, eh. Like, this is really bad because, you know, it should be going like floating, uh, da, da, and then everybody's happy. But that happens. You know, it literally yeah. happens. Yeah, and that's another you reason. Know, you know, it's not, that's not the way to get out of there. That's right. You, I was just going to say, gotta, if you want to just say like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. If you just say that and it's not accompanied with a floating needle, the auditor knows that you're trying to pull a fast one on them. So then, then that can go, that can backfire. You don't want to do that either. Um, okay. PC blowing cemented. Okay. 16 PC responses associated with what is being run. 17 PC moves on the tone scale. 18 PC understanding self better. 19 eyes are brighter. 20 improved skin tone. 21 ears pop more open. I don't even oh, know what that means. And I don't, how did we shoot that one? We just did a close up on an ear. I remember the shot. Cause I'm like, I never thought in my entire life that I was going to shoot just a close up on an ear. Like <laughs> what, is, what is this? What am I doing here? So, uh, Oh yeah. That's another thing. When you're in session, you don't see the meter. Only the auditor or the counselor can see what's happening yeah. on the meter. You don't so you're the in the dark. You, can, yeah. you you don't have like a – you're not both looking at that thing. So if you think you're going to uh, game the meter, then you better know ahead of time whatever you're going to – like my Depeche Mode concert, that worked for the entire time I was there. I don't know. I think there was just so much in that incident that uh, it just, it, it never, it nev that well never ran dry. I can't tell you what mine was, but <laughs> I did have this auditor. She was very pretty and well endowed. Mm. And some, some aspects of her physicality would, you know, you could get an FN on it. So, yeah. That's, but you have to be careful because you could also have a withhold. That's good. That's gonna happened say. to me where I'd have to, I'd had to say, like, okay, what was that? What were you thinking of? And I'm like, I got to be honest. I was looking at your breasts and I was. Oh my it. goodness. Like you'd have to do it. You'd have to tell them. Because well, otherwise it's never going to end until you say. Never going to end. And then everybody's like embarrassed. And then, you know, but, but anyway, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. And that's it's another crazy. reason why children should not be counselors in Scientology, because sometimes yeah. you are getting counseled. Like, you know, I'm in my 30s or whatever, late 20s, and I could be being counseled by uh, a 14 year old girl. Well, named Laura I was going to say 14 year old, but I was going to say a nice 19 year old um, oh. or or 20 year old. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like. You That's don't, if you have bad, if you have thoughts that you shouldn't be having thoughts of, um, then you're going to have to explain those. Those are going yeah, to get dealt with. Yeah. I mean, having thoughts and knowing how to express your thoughts is a different, it's like have all the thoughts you want, but it's yeah. how you express them that really makes a difference. But they don't believe that in, uh, they don't believe that in Scientology. It's, yeah. have, it's the thoughts. Like, have you had negative thoughts about David Miscavige? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I saw him brutalizing two of my friends right outside. Yeah. I wanted to kill the little MF. Like, wouldn't you? You're yeah. not going to say that. You're just going to. Yeah. You're going to be whatever. like, yeah, I saw some stuff today that I didn't feel too good about. Yeah. That's a truth rundown for you. That's what I got. Yeah. 
you know, oh. Okay, 22, PC cogniting. 23, life's problems lessening. 24, PC getting through the program okay with wins. See, in a lot of these, we were just shooting happy pre-clears. So we would shoot a picture of Denise or Tate just being like animated and very happy and looking good and their makeup's all nice. And whereas before we, we had, they had a horrible makeup and they look bad or, you know, we'd make their hair look messy or dirty or the face or whatever. So in all these, these were easy because it was just like, we were just ripping through them. Like, okay, let's get one of you smiling. Okay. Now we're going to get one of you talking and there would be no audio. The audio might have been real low below the VO, the voiceover, and they were just saying, oh, yeah, no, I had a great time today, whatever. Yeah, a a few of them had, you know, there was the one about giving a note in the bad indicators, like giving a note, handing a note over. I think that was Tate. I'm kind of remembering this and uh, saying, uh, here, uh, could you give this to the case supervisor for me? Like, there'd be a little. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, 22, PC cogniting, 23, life's problems lessening, 24, PC getting through the program okay with wins, PC's ha- 25, PC's havingness in life and livingness is improving, 26, PC getting case gain, 27, change of characteristics of exam reports, 28, PC wanting more auditing, 29, PC going up the grade chart, not quickied and winning. And then, yeah. So wanting more, wanting more auditing, that means PC uh, reaching for his wallet. Much yes. is basically what that means. And, and then the one about quickie was, um, you, you know, the, the, these processes in Scientology, especially on the lower bridge, they flip-flopped. They went from being, oh, it's taking too long. Let's make them shorter. And then when that didn't work, usually because it's like, wait a minute, we shorten them. We're making less money. We thought we could drive more people through these, but there aren't the people to do it. So we have to swing the pendulum and milk the people that we have. So we'll just call the earlier change quickie. Yeah. Right? And they go back and forth. Like I remember quickie grades, Yeah, right? They, you know, people would do them in 15 minutes and then, Miscavige, we should talk to Dan Kuhn about this sometime because he was the one that unquickied them and then Miscavige blamed him for making them so long. All yeah. he did was do exactly what Miscavige said. I know. That's he, he, that's the other thing is whenever he would say, and you guys released this course and it never should have been released and da-da-da-da-da. And then you go back to 1990 yeah, and you're uh, like, we're doing the events. We have to do research for new right, events. Right. And we go back and we go, who released that in 1990? Then you go to the event and you go, Oh, David Miscavige yeah. was the one who released yeah. this in 1990. Yeah. He's yeah. blaming everybody that it was released. He's the one that released it. So Yeah, it's so crazy. It is crazy. And they the amount of um hypo- the amount of hypocrisy in Scientology is crazy. In yeah, terms it's of endless. It's a bottomless pit. This literally. is what the Scientologists need to do, and that's the way it has to be done, period. But on the Scientology's end, they don't do it that way. They do it the way they want to do it, which has nothing to do with what Ron Hubbard said at all. But meanwhile, they're trying to enforce that the Scientology parishioners or civilian Scientologists are doing it the way L. Ron Hubbard said to do it. But then they don't even do that themselves. So it's sort of just like there's so many. If you're a Scientologist and you're watching this channel right now, um, this is for you. 
This is to tell you, um, we, 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 we spent the time, we did the work, we put the time yeah, in so yeah. you don't have to. Okay. That's yeah, how this I, works. I, I really tried to, to make Scientology work. Like I, I really was into it. You know, this is the other side of what you're saying, Mark. And so I yeah. did that work as well. And, 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 and so I'm just telling you, man, it, there's nothing there. It's not worth it. All you're doing is you're, you're trading your identity for another story. You're trading your, the only thing you have, I realized this when I was done with my book, the only thing you have that can never be taken away from you is your story. You can lose everything. You can't take a person's story away. Yep. Scientology can convince you to pay them to give you a new story to replace yours with. And then you're going to have a real difficult time brick by brick, putting it back together. So get out now. Yeah. And I do want to tell, I do want to say this. And when I was only there for 15 years, so I was there for only, yeah, I was only there for 28 or whatever. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the lightweight of the two. I was yeah, there for in 15. Some respects. I was in Scientology from about, let's say my mom got in when I was six. So yeah. let's say another, we'll throw another 10 years on there. So yeah. 25 years that I was involved with Scientology, 15 that I worked at the international headquarters. Mitch was there for for 28 yeah and then years. a couple of years at smp and then i got into scientology in 1973 so i'm like you know i'm twice as half as smart or twice as stupid as you mark okay well so. i don't know that <laughs> i remembered and and also i gotta say this because it's not often that i would even be in this situation to say this but mitch working with mitch on the film crew and being exposed just a little bit to that outside industry and every once in a while running into somebody that worked in the industry, whether it was an actor or whether it was a, a lighting person or right. a sound person or whoever we interfaced with when we did right. these shoots. Right. And they'd be like, dude, you could be making decent money in the real world if you yeah. did this as a, yeah. a job in the regular industry. And I would be like, really? And they'd be like... You know, and they're like, yeah, dude, you could be making six figures a year doing this. Yeah, and, and like, you don't know what a good job you're doing because you have nothing to to judge it against. Yeah. So you don't know that you're doing a, a highly skilled job, really competent, really competently, that's well paid. So it's like, yeah, it's, you know, that, but, it, but it's a note to Sean Alcock. <laughs> yeah. And all those guys. Oh, man, yeah, I feel so like... sad for those guys. And and whenever I do run into those people, I try not to um, to give them a hard time. I try to just show them how successful I was outside of the Sea Org because they really do grain. Ingra it's ingrained yeah. into you over the years that you will be an utter failure if you leave the Sea Organization yeah. or if you leave Scientology, that you will fail in life because um, the world is a bad place and without knowing all there is to know about Scientology, you won't be able to navigate the real world. And yeah. that is, yeah. it's actually so far from the truth that um, you would not believe. So, um, and uh, so I encourage anybody who's still maybe involved with Scientology. Yeah, and you, you and you and and Claire have helped an awful lot of people for an awful long time. And, you know, I could just get teary-eyed thinking about that because all of those years after you guys were gone and I had to, you know, my my friendship, admiration for you guys, I had to keep it in a box, right? Because I could never think of you guys as being SPs. It's like those two things couldn't exist at the same time. I yeah. remember when the, just as a last note, I remember when you guys sued the church, you, you guys were like the first pretty much as far as I know. 
to yeah. uh, to sue them. And I thought, why are you doing that? You'll never win. I thought that's so stupid. I wasn't thinking like, damn you, USP. I yeah. was thinking, God, Mark and Claire, why are you doing that? You're not going to win. And then, you know, later when I got out and I came to realize that was such an act of bravery. And I'm just going to say it I because it. that so much about Scientology got exposed. And I realized, I never talked to you about this, but it's not like you even did it to win. It didn't matter if you won or not because people started finding about the forced abortions and they started finding about the conditions. And so anyway, yeah, that's the other, also, yeah, the other just, thing is, you know, these guys, I don't think they get enough credit for it. It needs to be brought up again and again and again. And so there you go. I'm ready to get off the soapbox and answer some questions. What about, thank you. Well, before I, before we get to, we're going to answer some questions, but before okay. we do that, because I don't want to forget Mitch's book is out and the link to get it is in the description. Um, you can get it on Amazon, um, or you can go to Mitch's, um, uh, website and you can, uh, there's links to get the book there. And there's, he's also got merch and, um, different, yeah, you uh, get yourself a nice coffee mug. It's got some yeah, beautiful art big, from the book and exactly. sit down by the fire and read it. Yeah. I'm really happy with, I've gotten some great feedback. Of course, I'd like to sell more cause I could pay my rent next month maybe, but that's not why I wrote it, but it certainly <laughs> would help. Uh, hey, remember, guys, it's the season for giving. Uh, but it's I've gotten such fantastic feedback. I can't even believe it. People talking about how much it helped them and blah, blah, blah. So. And Mitch has the most amazing stories in there. And he goes into the best detail. My favorite. We, we might have to do like uh, my favorite parts. But when you talked sure. about Lisa Schroer, oh, the, yeah. C, the commanding officer, Golden Air Productions, <laughs> Whenever you described her, yeah. or whenever you talked about her, it was it was almost it was it was like oh there we go yeah. there we go yeah that's funny because Mike read my book um, he was so gracious he he didn't have a lot of time he read it on the way to he was up going to the, some fundraiser that 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 uh, charity that he works on the uh, Child the USA yeah Child USA. He read it on the plane and he sent me back some notes. But the one thing he said was, you nailed these shorts. You know what's funny? <laughs> Mike did a video. And the video he did was there was a private investigator that was following them. Um, and they, yeah. he was on the plane. The private investigator kept trying to see what he was reading when he was on the plane. Yeah. That's what he was reading in that video. He talks about he had some thing, some documents <laughs> that he had to get through. He was reading Mitch's book. That's yeah. what the PI was trying to yeah. see because what he I, was reading. I sent him a PDF of the manuscript, and he actually printed it out, and he made notes. This is nice. how cool Mike is. He made notes on the paper. He scanned the paper. And then he scanned his notes and mail emailed them to me. Nice. It was like such a gracious act for him to help because there were some things, you know, he gave me some corrections on some things that I got wrong because I was like, you know, memory is a funny thing, but you don't want to get stuff wrong. And I didn't have a mainstream publisher, although I now have somebody who's like an editor who reached out to me and said, I'm going to get you an agent and we're going to put this thing mainstream because this could be a mainstream book. So nice. Um, just if you, read it and you don't like it, um, send me an email. I really would like to know, but yeah. If you uh, believe the good stuff, you have to believe the bad stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. So I think we should do some comments. Yeah. Okay. Um, Listen, can you put the, real quick? I just want to say yeah. Michelle Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, I see it. She, yeah. She says, Mitch, I can't afford to buy a book, but I'd love to get you on a podcast sometime. You know, yeah. Send me an email. 
Maybe I can work out sending you a Kindle copy. I'm, I, I'm like, I'll do it for a review. That sounds yeah. like I'm such a whore. But <laughs> but that's the great no. But that's another great thing about um, doing it on Kindle and doing it in these. Yeah, different there's formats. no production cost. You can also they um, Amazon gives you. Um, I don't remember what it is. I think it's like 50 free credits that you can send a link to somebody and they can download the Kindle for oh, free. Oh yeah, I, I'm not aware of that. I had a bit of a disaster uh, on my launch. My Kindle book was unreadable. It was just horrible, and I got some bad reviews from the it. it that's just the way been, it was formatted. Yeah, it was. I somebody who did it didn't know what they were doing. And it, yeah, it's, it's different. All, you got to do it exactly a certain way for the Kindle. And uh, yeah, I know all yeah, about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's all good now, and it's it's uh, you know uh, there's an EPUB which uh, there's anyway. It's also uh, if I can get Apple Books, I mean they are really they don't have their st- shit together on this at all. Um, I've been waiting three three weeks for an email from them, but it'll also be on Apple Books. It'll be on Google Books. And then nice. it'll be available through Ingram's, and then possibly somebody might pick it up and publish it, uh, main, big, you know, mainstream. But I don't know if I'd even do that because you, you know, you kind of got to give your, you know, you got to, you basically got to sell somebody your copyright for a period of years. So I don't know that I would do it. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, thanks for the plug. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Michelle Carpenter, reach out to me, please. Uh, Scientology, the big lie, all one word at gmail.com. And we'll work something out. Awesome. Um, yeah, because, you know, like I used to say, uh, I, I direct for cell phone money. So <laughs> but, <laughs> Nice. Okay, let's look at some of these comments that we got in okay. here. Um, okay, Michelle Carpenter, question. Have you guys gotten a chance to see the video from a couple of months ago of my friend Joni? Yeah, Joni I saw Hayes, it. Doug Kramer calling I it an outline from the 90s. It was hysterical. May he rest in power. Yeah, yes. Lou, yeah, I'd like to just acknowledge Doug. Um, Doug and I had a lot of friends in common because he studied with Bobby Lyons, was his acting teacher. Yeah, he was in that class. I don't know if you ever talked. Did you ever interact? With I did. Doug? I had. Yeah. We, we chatted back and forth, and we the yeah. only. I don't think the only. I think the only lives we did were um, when we did those games with you. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Those yeah, were the I only videos we did, but we yeah. we talked back yeah. and forth on other channels, but yeah. um, because he he grew up in L.A. Basically, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Same place totally. I grew up. Yeah. And he studied with Bobby Lyons, so we all knew a lot of the same people. Robert F. Lyons. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look him up. <laughs> yeah, and and so we did one stream together about actors in Scientology, and I we talked a lot on the phone. Mark, he lived five minutes from me, and I never got together with him. Like he's right down the street, and he's yeah. just such an interesting guy. I just want to acknowledge his life and his passing, and I wanted to say, yeah, I did see that stream, Mark. There's this. Are you? Do you know about this girl that Michelle's talking about? Yes, yes. She does the VH. She collects old VHSs. It's amazing. And- I've got a ton of great videos of of old stuff, and one of them is that one of those things that she did. It's it's. Do you remember the original nineteen ninety? How to do use Dianetics? We made yeah. We made thousands no, 19- and thousands of VHSs of those. Over yeah, like, manufacturing, I had yeah. to check them. I had to watch every time we ran a run of them. I had to watch one of like twenty five of them. I had to watch it all the way through. From oh the, my god! So I've watched that thing a million times. That had um, it was um Lee Purcell. Yeah, that's right. And Jeff, the kid who wasn't an actor, Jeff, uh, he won a Freedom he a, Medal. He was a plumber. 
he, yes, he was a plumber and then he, he became was, a big, he got a freedom medal and he and his wife and they, yeah, they did, um, helped. Kinder, his wife's Kinder, name was Kinder. They were the ones who got the grant to do the Hollywood educational literacy program. Help. Help. So, uh, my, my children went there for a while. They, they got tutored there. Wow. Yeah. Cause they crossed the street from, uh, from the, the HGB. HGB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh any, anyway, so this, you've seen her show this, this, uh, content creator who she just does reaction videos to old VHSs. Yeah. They did the Dianetics one and she did it with Doug. And I was like, I watched it on a replay. I missed the live. And you're like, I, I shot that. <laughs> so, no, I sent, you know, I called Doug up. I mean, I, I sent him a message and I messaged the girl and, and we were going to all get together and oh. talk about it. And then it just didn't happen. So. Yeah. That's but I love, I mean, I told her, I love what they did. Yeah. Like, uh, it was so cool. We should. I have a bunch of other videos too now too. We, <laughs> at some point we might need yeah. to go through them, uh, especially the ones that we did. Yeah. No, um, for sure. Plus if they're on VHS and you, you have a deck, I don't know. Do you have a deck? A, a I have a high eight deck, a VHS deck, a VHC deck, uh, beta cam, beta cam, oh. digi beta cam. I got them all baby. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so great to see it in its analog form. It is. Yeah. I had to convert. We had a, um, Claire and I had a wedding video that they did not give us. We had a VHS of our wedding that Scientology mm. kept because it had people from the ant base right. in the wedding. Right. So they never gave us the video. And then, um, a relative of Claire's, I think it was her grandmother or an aunt or something had a copy of the video because when it was made, we got a copy, but a bunch of other people got, and we ended up getting the copy. And we converted oh, that. Nice. And I'm going to do a video. We're oh, gonna, nice. At some point, Claire and I will do a video. Nice. And, I'd love to see that. That would it, be fantastic. It is amazing. Well, you know, you know that Scientology, that gold probably has the best uh, film restoration facility literally on the planet. Like, well, they're, 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 they have the manpower to scrub each film yeah, frame they, by yeah, frame yeah, <laughs> digitally. But, yeah, but they've also invested in some amazing equipment. Some of them I helped them to get which yeah. stuff that was made for the like NSA that can read, you know, the logo on a golf ball from outer space yeah. and, as used to enhance. A lot of the reason they're so good is because all this stuff Hubbard shot is so horrible, but I have a reel, a 10 minute reel of 16 millimeter film that my father took because he was a, in the fifties. Yeah. He, he was a total camera fanatic. And I had this, and it was starting to go. It smelled like ammonia. And during lockdown, you know, I hadn't left yet. Yeah. I sent it to gold. And had them transfer it for you? They put it through the full battery. Wow. They handled the ammonia. They they designated its own room so it wouldn't affect any of the other film because that ammonia can leak out and ruin other film. Yeah. They, they, they scanned high-res, like, probably 4k res every frame onto a tiff wow and then they just made that into and an image file and then cleaned up every frame and then reassembled it and sent wow. me everything the tiffs the original scan you know the final cleaned up uh it, i have the most and it's me like at 10 years old right so yeah. my family so it's pretty amazing. It's the I worked wow. for this organization for thirty goddamn years, and all I got was my <laughs> whole movies. My whole movies. Twelve minute up. movie transfer. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. That was kind of a yeah. Long no, break. that's awesome. Yeah, go ahead, Jean Marie Pollock. Thank you for the super chat. 
Um, Japan of Green Gables. Say, hey, Japan of Green Gables. Question, Mitch, did you make the Dianetics video that Claire was in? Claire is in that how-to video. There's yeah. just a picture of her. Yeah, just for clarification's sake, I did all every Dianetics video. And Mark yeah. worked on most of them. Yep. Uh, Japan of Green Gables again. Question, what exactly is the relationship between courses and auditing? Mm. Um, do you want to answer that, Mitch? Uh, I mean, I can. It's like it's like uh, every auditing level has a corresponding course where you learn to deliver that auditing level. So that would be the sort of core, I guess you'd say, of Scientology, what they call technology, right? Yeah. Uh, which is a means. It also means BS, but that would be the core of of that. And then there's a bunch of other courses where you learn to do things, maybe administrative things. Or whatever, uh, you know. But yeah, that the relationship is if you want to audit, you got to take a specific course. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you, you can and, only audit up to that level once you. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You can't audit past the level that you're trained on. So if yeah. you want to be an auditor and get better as an auditor, then you have to train higher. And if you want to do counseling, they usually suggest that you train at the same rate of your counseling so you understand what the auditor's doing on his end, it'll help yeah. you on your end as the, as the, the, yeah. the pre-clear or the pre-OT or the person being canceled. Yeah. The, if you're brainwashed at the same level as the auditor, then your auditing is going to go a lot smoother Yeah, for exactly. you and for them because you're exactly. going to have less complaints about it. Yeah. But it's basically uh, uh, what that is. Yeah. Um, again, one last one from Japan of Green Gables question. I should know this already. Apologies. But Mark, was your post managing all of the technical dimensions of film production? Um, I was the I started out in manufacturing and then I when I um, left manufacturing, I went to be the quality control for all of manufacturing. And then from that, I went to the film crew. Um, and then I became the, what was called the shoot crew chief. That's the Sea Org version of it. It's really kind of like the, it's a mix of a bunch of different posts, but it's really yeah, mo like most, mostly assistant director and production manager. Exactly. Like a first assistant director, assistant director, yeah. uh, uh, production manager. Yeah. And then I went and then I became the pre-production director. So right. I was over all of pre-production. And then from that, I went to be the producer and I was over all film, film, audio, manufacturing, all right. production. And then right before I, I GTFO'd, I was over the um, systems department, the right. audiovisual systems right. department and over all of Scientology audiovisual systems internationally, which to be fair, I had sort of dabbled in over all of my time at Golden Era Productions. Yeah, no, you were involved. you were a total gear freak and the I whole was, time was, you were there. Yeah, I was, was a geek. Like, I was a nerd. For you, for you going into systems, it was like, you know, it's like putting a pig in shit. You're just exactly. I was like, finally, like, the place I've been trying to yeah. get this yeah. entire time. Yeah. Plus, you know, the producer, I just have to say, it's just that job was made up by David Miscavige. That's not, it was never on any kind of org board or anything. There's no, he made that up because he, it, that was the most hot seat producer, uh, the hot seat post. I'm yeah. surprised you survived it. I got on. It was only because they needed somebody in system so badly. And you were so good at that, that you met yeah. because 
think about there was not always a producer like there's always yeah. a director and other but it would be intermittent right think about the other guys that were producer before you oh yeah they're all like just a, they're just a, a smear on the ground somewhere well almost every single um systems producer either went to the rpf or they blew the sea org right and every single producer blew the sea org or they yeah. went to the rpf every yeah, single every one two yeah. to us two of one there was not one person that was promoted <laughs> off of either of those posts in the history yeah. of the post <laughs> when you became the producer i was like bye bye mark i know so, that's well that's the way it is i was i was <laughs> literally dragging my feet all the way and even when i was before i was the producer i was the assistant producer and yeah. if you remember eric geisler was the producer <sighs> And he wow, blew the Sea Org from the producer post. He Whoa. blew from that post. But when I was the assistant producer, they were like, well, you're the producer now. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm still yeah. the assistant producer. Yeah. They were like, you can't be uh, the assistant producer if there's no producer. And right. I was just like, where does it say that? I don't know that that's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, because it's like, okay, so – for example, when you were the producer, we rarely ever interacted, even though you were over our films. The reason was we were kind of going pretty smoothly. So the producer was supposed to handle everything that wasn't going smoothly. Yeah. And I, I think that's why it was such a hot seat job. Plus yeah. you had, you had the, the film division and you had the audio division and that's just a lot. Man. And you There's, also have David well, I, Miscavige nitpicking everything yeah. that those guys yeah. do. So it's not like everything's going to run smoothly. Yeah. He's and then you find something to yeah. light up. And then you have all of his ankle biters yeah. that are just chewing your ankles like 24 oh, seven. Goodness. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. Um, Denver Stevo says you just got a $3,000. Oh yeah. That's, team, true. that's true. Oh, and you know what else? You know what else, Mark? <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you didn't see this. You know about this. You were yeah. there. Do you remember uh, – do I still have this thing here? Yeah. Do you remember when we finished the tech films the first time? Oh, no, that's not the picture I want. Oh. That's uh, R Rachel Hastings. She ran a 20-foot uh, jib arm at at the the big uh, – the steamies, the, the streaming awards. Yeah. Night after the event, she was at a sold-out venue at the Kodak Theater running a 20-foot jib. I can show you the picture. Okay. Um, let me just put it up again. Yeah. She sent she oh damn uh, now now all of a sudden I'm having like uh, 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 performance anxiety. No, I got it here. It is right here. Yeah, it's funny. We'll show it. Yeah, because there, there she is. She sends it to me. This is the night after the New Year's event, and she's like, "This totally beats the shit out of working at the New Year's event." This is before the show. They hadn't filled it up yet. So here they are. They're giving like an award to like. Ashton Kutcher and Amila Kunis for the, the the worst apology video of the year. You know, it's all the streaming awards. They, they fill the Kodak. Can you believe that, Mark? Wow. Then they do the, it's it's this show. I don't remember the name of it. It's the biggest channel on YouTube yeah. that did this. And she was actually there shooting a live streaming YouTube show. Wow. So, yeah. Good for Rachel. <laughs> yeah, she works a lot. I haven't been able to do anything with her because. Nice. Uh, Another good example, guys, of somebody who left and is doing well. Yeah, she's doing great. She has a wonderful wife. But I also got this, Mark. You can yeah. put you can put that up. Yeah. Do you remember you were there when I got this chair? You were there when we finished the tech films. Yeah, that's in your studio. You still have that? Yeah, yeah. That's the and, nicest director chair I've ever seen. Yeah, in my well, guess what? Life. I saw the last time I looked, 
This is an Hermes Pippa chair. The oh, last time I looked, it was uh, worth eight thousand dollars. Oh my god, that's rent right there. That's two months of rent for you. No, but I, I yeah, I'm going to sell it. Yeah, all, all my, yeah. No, it's a half a month's rent. You know, I'm I was going to say that might even be that might even pay the electric bill in L.A. Yeah, exactly. No, so <laughs> no, so um, yeah, you can the all leather ones. They're still on the. Hermes website, the ones, this is canvas and, and pigskin trim. The all pigskin ones are uh, $21,000. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, so when you do an audiobook, you know this because you did one. Mm-hmm. You need a really quiet, you produce your own, right? Yep. I shot, I, I recorded it in my bedroom. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I listened to it. You know, I didn't read your book. I listened to it and it was really terrific. I loved your book and I loved Thank your you. reading, man. It was like you self directed that. Didn't I you? did. I did voices. Oh, and I would switch man. characters. And oh, was, you did. You did really good. I really uh, tried. I really tried. Yeah. You're, you're kind of, as we say, you're my art series eight. Oh, okay. I'm, good. I, yeah. I'm going to be doing some, <laughs> some stuff on art, but Hubbard had this thing that you should find an example of the thing you're trying to do. Yes. So, and then you should pattern whatever you're doing off of the good things about that. Thing. Yeah. Like figure out how they did it. So you can figure out. So I, that's why I, I, I talked to Mark about this, but anyway, um, yeah. So I, you know, I have, you go through the little, all the advice, like how do I do an audiobook? One of the things you have to do, you have to find a, a comfortable chair that you can sit in for some hours a day. That's not squeaky. You don't want a chair with wheels. Right. Yeah. So I start, I go, start going through all the chairs in my house and ones that are, and this one, I don't hardly sit. I moved this chair into a bedroom, a spare bedroom, because, you know, when my dog was a puppy, he would have chewed this down to a oh, toothpick. Yeah, yeah oh, he would have gone. He would have. And this is an eight thousand dollars chair. Resale value goes real quick when your <laughs> yeah. dog starts chewing on the on the legs. You got to put Tabasco or uh, no, Cholula. no, no. I just put it in a room. I put it away, so I hadn't sat in it in years. And I thought, what about the what about the the Hermes chair? So I sat in it. and I went, whoa, it's really comfortable. And, and if it, it was supposed it to be a director chair, probably is going to be pretty quiet. Yeah, no, it's very quiet. It wasn't supposed to, it's not a director's chair. It's what's called a Roman campaign chair. It's oh, based wow. on a Roman, this, this design goes back to Rome. And that's the, the ones they bring with them. And then when they set up camp somewhere, they yeah, pop it out and they'd yeah, set, and, and set unfold it. And yeah. it's, 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 I forget Hermes on their website. It's part of their, their luxury travel like luxury like we're going to go have a picnic out by the lake and we're going to carry all this you know this you can buy a footrest for this like you know a little like a like an ottoman type thing for i don't know another like probably 4k yeah another (laughs) at least i mean look stool yeah look just okay since we're on the subject i'm gonna here put this oh my god he's got it ready here yeah holy that's new yeah that's new well this one Mine, if you notice, is canvas, uh, which I really like. So that makes it more like a director's chair. This is the all pigskin. And oh my God. So this is pigskin and, a, and what's called pear wood from a pear tree. The finish, they call it piano finish, which means it's finished as fine as a grand piano. And then it has little brass fittings on it. So the, the quality is air makes. The quality is like it's out of control. And that wow. chair you're looking at new is $21,000. And you you know oh. you're gonna need at least four. I was told by Greg Willier, yeah, that they made like 25 of these, and some like Arab chic bought 24 of them for a dining room table, and they had one left over. It's the reason they were able to get like one. But that could be BS because you know Miscavige, he liked to give gifts that he could brag about. Them there was kind to, of a backstory. Yeah, too. like when when they gave me that Steadicam that yeah. it was serial. Oh 
gosh. It was serial number three. And he says, you know who number one is never leaving the factory. Number two, you know who that went to. That went yeah. to George Harrison. Yeah. And and so it has to have this like complete. And I always, you know, later when I started looking at that, I, but I bet that was just all bullshit. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of folklore. From yeah. Dave. Yeah. Okay. We're last few comments here and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. We've got Miss Amber Sh- Sunshine said, I'll buy Michelle a book if you send it to her and I'll buy one for myself going to the store right after chat. Yeah, I'll know. definitely send her. Hey, Michelle, uh, let me, if you have a Kindle or an, or, uh, uh, I'm going to send you an EPUB, which you can load on a Kindle. You can load an Apple Books. You can put Perfect. it on an That's on nice. An Thank you, Miss Amber Sunshine. That's very, yeah, very that's generous. Really, of you. really sweet. Okay, and, last yeah, if one. You wanna, if you want to buy the chair, I'll sign it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you need to list that chair on another channel. Um, yeah. You yeah. could go on Antiques Roadshow with that chair. And probably. Yeah, no, I, there's places you could sell it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm sure. For sure. Love Foo Kitchen says, so pleased this series is back for another episode. These videos are amongst the most fun and interesting. Well, thank you, Foo Kitchen. Love Foo Kitchen. Yeah, we were only taking a break. I, I mentioned this a couple of times because Mark yeah. was very busy working. I know. I was. I will literally have been to four states in the last four weeks that weren't Colorado. So I've been, <laughs> it's been a lot. And um and uh, yeah, I'm back now for a little bit, and um, and I do have a normal day job. So the only time I really can do this is when I'm, you know, when I get home at night after dinner, and um, and if I don't get home because I'm in another place, then I don't do anything because I'm not uh, hauling this whole rig um, all over the country. But um, we do appreciate everybody that came uh, and tuned in tonight. I'll put them up again. Just uh, so you guys don't forget. And all the li- all of these links are in the description of the video. Um, if you're watching on my channel, um, please like and subscribe. That helps out the channel. Um, but if you're not watching on, um, uh, if you're watching on Mitch's channel or if you're watching on my channel and you don't know about Mitch's channel, <laughs> you can check his out and you can uh, like and subscribe over on his channel as well. Then you'll get yeah, notifications. I-, I was also gone for, uh, yesterday, I-, I had been gone for nine days. I did something yesterday because I, was getting ready to do the book and then I, I had some dental surgery and it just like, you know, but it's great to be back, especially to do this with you. It's just I, like, yeah, no, I appreciate you doing yeah. these Mitch. And we do yeah. have, I think we're, this is number nine of yeah. these. Yeah. And whenever we do, Oh, we didn't say this, but there we did say, but there is, we covered two films. We covered EM 10 and then EM 10 a, which well, is that we, drill film. that. They, yeah. But uh, if, if you wouldn't mind, I think let's just call it 26 because okay. it is, it's 26. And then two of those are broken into drill films, but they'll get covered with the film. So I think it's three just, actually. It's tone three, scale. Well, E-meter reads. Oh yeah. It's three. Yeah. 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 Three, three. Yeah. Good. So, but let's just call it 26. Sure. Yeah. 26 films of which we've done nine. So you, you guys can do the math. Yeah. We're, I'm not a scientist or a mathematician or anything, but we're about a third of the way through. If you, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And you didn't even need a calculator to do that. I'm impressed. (laughs) I should get a calculator sound effect for my, uh, yeah, you should for my, uh, something down there. I got slide. Um, I got my father's slide rules. He was an architect. So I could always fake that. Like, uh, like I'm doing a slide rule. Oh, and before I forget, we do have um, Zeno is my homeboy and tons of other amazing merch on the Blown for Good store. Um, we also have books 
um, Bone for Good books. And we have Fake Navy. We still have some Fake Navy dolls left. If you're still trying to get them for Christmas, uh, I don't know if you've got a lot of time, if unless you're really close. But um, but we're going to keep uh, selling Fake Navy dolls, Fake well, Navy Davy dolls and bobbleheads and SP bracelets and all that stuff. And, yeah, um, yeah, you know, it, but if you miss Christmas for the fake Navy, I mean, you still plenty of time to have them over for New Year's. Sure. And, and who else, we, who more would you want at New Year's? Exactly. Yeah. To be I able mean, to, we have them, one of them is called the Damn It Davy doll, and you can just smack it against stuff. It's like a little yeah, stress Yeah, or ball. You, can, you can pose it with champagne bottles and glasses. And, That's true. And put like a party hat on it, and we can have it at a... At a yeah, yeah, that could, that can be very cool. Nice. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for everybody who made it to the very end of this. And um, yeah, we will see you on the next one. Thanks, we'll be Mitch. Back. Yeah. Till next you, time, guys. You bet. Yeah.